Welcome to the Trillbillies podcast, the premier podcast about small engine repair. We're we're <laughs> like car talk, like click and clack, but this is for small engine repair. This is this is uh, car talk for the uh, not uh, not as adept in terms of fixing things, Dad or Uncle or brother, maybe. Uh, yeah, because <laughs> like you really. can't fix a car, but maybe you could like finagle like the DVD player. You know what I mean? I, or maybe the lawnmower. I can punch. Uh, I can punch an a, an audio system really hard. <laughs> Get it to work. Yeah, it probably no. It probably won't work after that. But I can punch <laughs> it if you want me to. I just want electronics to be like that again, man. When you had an old TV set and you just slap it and that shit start working again. I know. Instead of now, like Some, you do that, you like put your fist through it probably. Sometimes my car is like that. Sometimes my truck is like that. <laughs> yeah. Just got to give it a good uh, a good slap on the hood. What is the fucking... Cl- click and clack the Tappet Brothers, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I heard my, my co-pilots. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wait, why do you have to prime an engine before it you can use it? Like, why is that ostensibly what it, it like floods the engine with the gasoline so that it can then burn? Why is it already not going in there? Why do you have to prime it? No idea, honestly. I mean, maybe because uh, I don't know. You just gotta give it that magic touch, man. Or is that like a is that like a placebo thing? Does that really work? Or do people do that? Like, is it like blow it on like a Nintendo cartridge? <laughs> that would be funny if they put that on millions and millions of devices just to make men believe, just to make them look like they were busy in the front yard when they were mowing the lawn. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Priming the engine is an aesthetic consideration, so it makes it look like men are like workshopping and problem solving on the spot when really and truly it's just window dressing and uh, it'll yeah. kick up in a minute. You're like rubbing your chin, like under the hot sun. Take out yeah. your red bandana handkerchief. Uh, wipe your sweaty brow. Men yeah. love more than anything. Men love the prep work that goes into it's. It's about the journey, not the destination. Largely, exactly. In small right. projects. It's not about the. Uh, it's not about the pursuit of happiness. It's about the happiness of pursuit. I can barely remember any roofing jobs i've ever done but i can remember with remarkable accuracy standing around and scratching my chin and saying stuff like hell out of hold boys <laughs> <laughs> rubbing the back of your neck give it a deep yeah <laughs> yeah hey i tell you what we need we need more rebar uh <laughs> we need some fiberglass insulation uh yeah no i'm really good at prolonging a process that could easily be <laughs> on the job side anyways that could easily be you know remedied in minutes yeah, if you yeah. want yeah. a guy to stall for time to take at least a whole day <laughs> if you if you have been contracted and paid by the hour hire terrence <laughs> <laughs> so he can stand around with his hands on his hips frowning that's another cla- that's another classic job site uh gag hell boys i get paid by the hour i don't care <laughs> <laughs> i get paid without doing anything or not also showed up and say help what is this boys a state job we got two working and seven standing around <laughs> i like that one too <laughs> oh, shit. it reminds me of uh, working in the kitchen man that's how that felt 
Uh huh. That would be seven. It would be like that's you know, a whole different like, animal. <laughs> two, two working, two not working, two on the grill, two uh, on their phones, one by the dishwasher, namely me. Having done both, I will say that working in a kitchen is I, it's similar to construction, except that there's people standing around, sitting around, being very mad at you for not great reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah, well, unless you're washing dishes. That's the sweet spot. Oh, yeah. That oh shit, dude, I, I know, man. Shit, you just blast that shit off with the most high-powered <laughs> shit imaginable, imaginable, and then you just put it into this big machine that's basically yeah. like an oven. Yeah. Just blast it with the hottest water imaginable. <laughs> Dry that shit instantly. Uh-huh. Pull it out clean, man. Listen to some music in the meantime. Mm-hmm. What's the worst man. job you'll ever have? Oh, man. Like, I just woke up every day and was just like, fuck this shit. Man, I don't, I've had some weird ones. Honestly, I can, I can honestly say every one I've had, I've woken up and said, fuck this shit. But yeah, I don't like to work. Let me just say that up front. Yeah, I don't want to work. The, I don't the think much lauded Protestant work ethic was not instilled in me. Yeah, it passed <laughs> over you. It did not take with Tom Sexton. Didn't hold. <laughs> I'll always find a way to hide, stay out of the boss's line of vision. <laughs> what I put off what, something till tomorrow—that's just me. Just Five me. reasons to call out. Yes. Be like, all right, when's the last time I called out? I called out last week. All right. Yeah, I am not filled with work. I am exceedingly lazy. Working at the UPS store was the most dispiriting job I've ever had, bar none. And I was a janitor. I would rather be a janitor than work at the UPS store. And I did it for like four years. Uh, but that the weirdest job I ever had was like when I was like 17. I was like, I must have been, I think I was 16. I had a job with this old man who sprayed weeds in the oil fields. Like, and I just would drive around with this dude. I don't even really know what my job was. Like, I guess I was just like there to make sure he didn't light himself on fire. <laughs> he didn't die because he smoked. He... <laughs> he smoked like Did two smoke packs. While he was spraying. He smoked like two packs just in the time I was with him, from like five a.m. to fucking Dude, four p.m. or something. Those kind of working men always smoke in environments they shouldn't be smoking in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Every day I would come home from this job. And they put dye in the weed killer so that, like, you can see where you're spraying it. Because you're just like, on these, like, gravel drilling pads, like, in the oil field. And I guess the whole point, I, like, asked my dad years later, I was like, you remember that job I had? What the fuck was the point of that? And he said it was because they would do it to make sure there weren't snakes, like, around, like, the... Job site. Keep the grass low so that snakes don't have a place to hide out. Right. But there wasn't a whole lot of grass anyways. This was the fucking desert, man. It was well, like down your way, bushes. but you you have to worry about more dangerous serpents down your way though. That's true. They I mean, it was a big problem. But they put this dye in it and it was like a greenish blue. And every fucking day I would come home from that job like Head to toe, I would be glowing like green blue. <laughs> Can I tell you something? Can I tell you something? I don't I mean, mean to scare you at all. 
But you know those late night lawyer commercials? <laughs> yeah, mesothelioma, some shit like that. Yeah, I'd, maybe just pay it, jot a couple of those numbers down next time you see one. Yeah, you off. might have mesothelioma, whatever it is, man. You have to take one of those numbers down, though. This is the funny thing about these, like, the the cops who say they overdose from fentanyl. It's like, do you not know why we have skin? <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah. Yeah. You're not like an earthworm. You know what I'm saying? We have a porous, <laughs> like a, a porous, like dermal layer. Or yeah, like there's that. a reason we're like just not a bunch of translucent skeletons walking around. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it's, it's, honestly, I think it's one of the most fascinating things about right now is like the fentanyl scare among police officers like the there the one this week was like a woman who was a wife of a police officer claimed she like picked up a dollar bill and there's a yeah. photo of her like laid out in a hospital <laughs> yeah she laid out on her back with a hospital bed i mean what the oh. fuck is going on there Dude, it's Dude's. the same. Uh, go ahead, go ahead, Top. Go ahead. No, I, no, Aaron, you jump in there. I, I got to shake my head a little bit more. I just he's got a SMH. He's got to shake his damn head. <laughs> I got to SMDH for a little longer. He's, so you go ahead. He's got to shake his damn head. His damn. I, that's my favorite. Uh, SMDH. I got to shake my damn head. God damn head. <laughs> yeah. No, I was thinking though. It's kind of like uh, I mean, maybe not the same thing, but it seems to dovetail with the the reefer madness. That they're trying to bring back, you know, but like they're trying to talk about how, how like this weed. Is Ray weed from is back? Yeah, I saw a couple articles. Right there, there was no, there was no during Reefer Madness. To my knowledge, I don't think yeah. were people walking around. Were cops claiming to like touch weed and just <laughs> they, like seize out? It like it's. I I, I was kind of like I I tweeted this the other day and I deleted it just because it was a incomplete mm. incomplete thought. But it yeah. is so fucking crazy how you get the fentanyl scare th- mm. thing with cops at the same time you get the Havana gun syndrome, the Havana yeah. syndrome on the CIA. It's like top to bottom, like your you know your top CIA Alan Dulles motherfucker to your very bottom, like county sheriff has all convinced themselves of some grand mass delusion. You know what I'm saying? Like some hysterical yeah, yeah. mass delusion. Law enforcement from the highest rungs to the bottom rungs are all really par- – well, I don't know if you'd call CIA law enforcement. I guess they just <laughs> they just decide who lives and dies in the world. <laughs> yeah, but, they're the execution. <laughs> yeah, I guess, still yeah. still cops, though, right? I would put them in the same – I would say broadly, like, cops, right? like – what's the word I'm looking for? I would put them all under the umbrella term broadly of, like – administrators of the state or like of state yeah. the faces of st- state violence is what they are yeah, 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 you know yeah, what yeah. i'm saying what the, the what cia guys have armed. to kind of set like set the arenas and like the conditions for cops to do their thing in so i guess in a way mm. they're like but there's been no accompanying thing with like the military dude the military everything is totally in like complete shambles i I read this article in the new york times city about how like the u.s military was seeing it's like 
lowest level of recruitment since like the height of the Vietnam War. Like oh, they, shit. it was, it's like even lower than that. Like they can't get anybody to fucking recruit. And which is kind of hilarious because like there's, you know, like we've pulled out of Afghanistan now and all that stuff. And it's like, if you were going to join the army, now would be the time. But actually, all these kids are wising up, and be like, "Fuck that shit! I am not sticking my neck out for this piece of shit." Yeah, country. I don't even remember nine eleven, man. I'm not joining that shit. Yeah. Well, dude, and also, I was telling Tom the other day, like in Virginia, like their prison system is barely holding on right now because they can't hire new COs, and like COs are quitting at an incredible rate so they're like they're having to move around employees and like the food is absolutely abhorrent like basically the whole administrative aspect of the prison system which was already pretty fucked up and mm. you know what i mean uh, well, i'm not i'm not trying to be too uh i'm not trying to be too uh uh i guess romanticizing anything but uh i mean it seems like the logical conclusion to like at least like the prison situation, right? It's like you don't have enough like COs and shit. Is that like it would just be okay? I don't want to say easier because I've never done a prison break, but like we should. Why well, I would expect that you would see more prison riots and like and prison, prison breaks breaks. and shit like yeah. that. You know what I'm saying? Because the system is over overloaded, I guess you know, and overwhelmed. Yeah, more than already let is. Me, like, let me let me pause it something here. I'll, go ahead, Terrence. I'm sorry. I'll wait. No. I'll wait a second. And pause it. No, no. Po- go ahead and pause it. This is pause it in corner. <laughs> We're what posit, if po- we're posit positive? You know <laughs> the old the old adage: before it gets, it'll get a lot worse before it gets better. I mean, you've heard people say that kind of offhandedly or kind of as a throwaway comment. Uh-huh. What if we are kind of winning a little bit and we just don't know it yet because things are so bad at present? Hmm. Like these but, Cretans are kind of losing their mind a little bit. The state is a little jittery. You know what I mean? Like you see, you don't see many signs of it, but like. They rain down, they're getting more and more oppressive, but I, they seem a bit shook. And I don't know why, I don't know if it's the culmination of, you know, everybody sort of jumping off the... Nobody, really, I mean, if my sister is telling me like three days ago that America's a piece of shit country with no hope, <laughs> that, doesn't bode, that doesn't bode well for the right. <laughs> so, you know, I just, I wonder if, if things are maybe... I'm not saying things are good or things are yeah. bad, but I wonder if we're due for things to get a little bit better, and we've just kind of been underrating that a bit. Uh-huh. Mm. So, like, we would be not even winning necessarily based on... And I'm, I'm not, not saying, saying we're going to have a revolution or anything. No, like no, I'm but not- it's like they're tiring themselves out almost is what it kind of seems like, right? Like, it's been a war of attrition and now, but then at the same time, though, I think, like, in ways that they're doubling down, you know what I mean? Right, exactly. So it's kind of like, yeah. Well, it's like what, what Terrence said so a couple weeks ago, he's talk, what he was talking about, like, maybe, like, these DA races are actually one place where you you maybe could make a mark, you know? Mm. No, but I think you're going to lose one probably 100% of the time. I just think it's an interesting, th- I just think it's an interesting site to organize just because... I don't, of I don't the know, judiciary you're... gains that the opposition have made, like because that's yeah, and they well, seem and they they seem concerned about that particular battlefield, right? I guess yeah. I'm saying it's an interesting site to organize because the people that you're going to be doing it with, you're all going to come to a few shared conclusions about the way the 
system operates, which I think is right. a very valuable thing. And I think needs to be talked about more and more because right. there's, I mean, you think you see this Uvalde stuff, dude. I mean, honestly, if only there was good leadership right now, right? If but like you see this Uvalde stuff at, occurring at the same time, like there was a headline in the New York Times just earlier this week, like record number of Americans want to like up in the system or something like that. Right, <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. And now it's like everybody we're talking about the Supreme Court stuff, and nobody really gives a fuck about the Supreme Court anymore or their legitimacy. Like, right, right, exactly. And now, yeah. and now we know it's like, oh, well, it's just kind of left up to interpretation because the Supreme Court was not always the last word in like making laws in this country. That's just a, that's a fairly recent development in the grand, grand scheme of things. I just wonder if like all of those things are sort of rattling the foundation a little bit. You know what I mean? And kind of splitting it up and like making it a little bit fractal. And some of these like sort of over the top measures, like. You know, increased police presence, all this propaganda about like crimes going through the roof. Yeah, we got to do all this mm. stuff. Nobody believes that shit. You know what I mean? Uh huh. It is. I'm just saying, perhaps we have finally reached a boy that cried wolf situation with this piece of shit country. Yeah, and that can mean, that can produce yeah. some interesting things going forward. Is all I'm saying. I'm not saying revolution or anything like that. I'm just saying yeah. like there are they're small, but there's mm. some reasons to be hopeful. You know, I think about uh, you know, I think about the the uprising, the George Floyd uprisings, like two years ago. You know, and how for the first time, like so many people were able to kind of peer through the cracks and see the contradictions for what they were. You know, where you had like black and white people in the streets. You know, I mean, not even just like poor white people, but like middle class, like bougie yeah, white damn people Mitt in the street. Yeah, they in the streets. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but at the same time, though, Tom, I think about like, I think about like, our like. In what way is there this contradiction where all of those things only begin to like kind of, I don't know, I guess like kind of reinstitutionalize themselves or reinvent themselves to, to cement themselves. You know what I'm saying? Like just yeah. reinvent, I guess, like capitalism or the right especially tends to do. So I don't know, man. It seems like they're on like like they're on the rope. But they're like swinging and trying to fight back, and maybe. Well, they're so far ahead, though, is why they're still like clubbing us. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, we still a long road to hoe. But I just think it's interesting, and 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 a lot of this is anecdotal. I realize that, but I, I see a, a shift in people's mentality about the narratives that have like sort of kept all this power intact in this country. Mm. And I just don't. I feel like nobody really believes America's bullshit anymore. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. fewer and fewer. You know. Mm. Mm. Yeah, nah, man. I feel I feel that you know. But then I don't know, man. At the same time, though, it's like. You know, we were talking about last week where I was talking about, like, folks like my mom's, you know. And my mom, again, with the George Floyd uprising, I mean, even her looking at the cops. And my mom is not someone who loves the police. But for her to be like, you know, when I got arrested at the protest and I called her from the jail and she was like, oh, I knew you were going to get arrested, you know. And wasn't mad, wasn't pissed, you know what I'm saying. But then, you know, the the Supreme Court overturns Roe v. Wade and her and a bunch of other liberals, you know, not just specifically my mom's, people like vote. So it's like at the one it's like at the one hand, it's like shit is getting insane and it's getting tired out. But then people tend to like, I don't know, man, they double down on what they're familiar with, you know? Yeah. I think and I we, guess like what they've been told and taught. You know? I think that honestly, again, if there was any kind of leadership that could do something about it, that would be great. But there obviously there isn't. But I, I, it might be worthwhile trying to like convince people like earnestly in good faith. I don't know how that could even work. But it mm. it legitimately, I think, 
is probably the best time to try to convince people that we have to, in any way possible, separate from the Democratic Party. Just completely distinguish yeah. from it. Dude, we are, I mean, we're truly in the great breakup. Like, it's fucking, mm. it's going on. Like, I talked, mm. I called Tom the other night, just, like, losing it. It Just, like, how bad, you know, just the, the healthcare system is. Just just mm. how it's just pressed. Um, mm. Like, every, it's just bursting at the seams, you know what I mean? Like, the, mm. the joints are creaking, and it's just barely held together. And it's like, I hear stuff mm. about the, the prison system in, in Virginia. And, like, mm. the food... Cr- you know, crisis worldwide. I mean, it's, it's, I don't know. It's you know, just, I, think, I don't know. I just think like, you know, would they really, you know, I say they, I guess, I don't know, I guess the ruling class, the elites, however you want to phrase that. I mean, I guess I should be specific. I guess I'll just say the ruling class, the capitalist class, right? Like the politicians as well. Like, I mean, are they, like, I really do try to project sometimes in the future and think, which is a scary thing to do at 3 a.m. when you're stoned out of your mind and imagine like what this country's going to look like in 10 years or some shit. Uh-huh. And like, I'm like, man, can they really just, like you're saying, Terrence, all of these institutions and all of these things, like foundational things that make the society not only reproduce capitalism, but also reproduce inequalities, right? Like, are they really, are they really, because I've talked about, we've talked about how there will never be another new deal, right? Which maybe that's a little bit pessimistic, but are they really just going to get it, let it collapse? There won't be. Or when the collapse will be, okay, like we're Terrence not talked to him. He's just, he's reporting from the, he's just our guy on the inside. He's just a little, little spoiler. Hate to break it to you. <laughs> Hate to break it to you. It can happen. But I don't know, man. I'm wondering if they're just going to all let it really fall apart. And if all letting it fall apart would mean just like being overtly, I mean, overtly fascistic. Like, I don't know, man. Because what does that even mean? I mean, this country's already pretty fascist, you know? But well, what uh, mechanisms would you have to go to to like really... I don't know, batting down control and tighten control, you know? Here's what I'm curious about is like, it feels as if though we might, I mean, this is uh, something I've said many times on the show quite ignorantly because I don't really know much about it. Mm. Um, but like, it feels like we're headed toward a collapse of the Soviet Union esque moment, but the American version a little bit, right? Mm. Where like, we all know things are wrong, but everybody in power is telling us, no, everything's great like this we're record jobs this year you've heard every president that's done a shit job has always touted their jobs Mm. record and all this kind of shit i wonder what happened to powers like and i'm asking this because maybe y'all know but i'm curious what happened to powers like england and france before they sort of became like second tier like world Mm. powers like you know like when the ussr i guess in the u.s and countries like that sort of you know Achieved hegemony, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I, I think like that's a kind of a world. situation that we're we're kind of headed. I, I I just don't know. So it's gonna be like China and like maybe like I don't know. I don't know what else it would be. Maybe just a unipolar world, and we'll be on the bleachers. We'll <laughs> 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 be on the bleachers, just chilling. It's not With a bad place to be. I've been in the bleachers a lot. It's not a bad place to be. <laughs> yeah, you have been in the bleachers a lot. Yeah. It's not a bad place. The the uh, the bad thing about the bleachers is that your ass will start to hurt after a while. Yeah. Sitting yeah, on those yeah. metal uh yeah. you know. Well maybe America's ass needs to hurt. Maybe America needs to get the fuck off the field to get America's the fuck off the ass court, does hurt. <laughs> Let's say so. <laughs> uh, I don't yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's just uh 
it just feels like it's just not tenable for a play. I mean, I saw, you know, you, you see this story going around about the 10-year-old girl that crossed state lines to get the abortion. And, like, last week all those fucking cretins were saying, like, that was a left-wing fiction. That That's like, you know, that's not really happening, all this stuff. And then you see today that Jim Bop guy's like, no, actually, the law, it, she's going to have to, like, carry that to term or whatever. And it's like, it's just so, this country's so farcical at this point. It's like, you have people in power just saying things like, not, well, too bad, so sad. A girl that had, just has to live with the horrors. This little girl has to live with these horrors done to her for the rest of her life. It, no way, no how. It's, uh, it feels like, you know, for all the talk we've had about, like, the rising tide of fascism and all that kind of stuff, that, like, that it's like that's kind of like the death rattle a little bit you know what i mean like their last play at standing in power is just absolute uh just brute shit you know yeah yeah just for cruelty's sake yeah 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 it's like it's fear at all times honestly but just like ratchet it up to like 100 man I didn't mean to make us a little glum here we had we were good and then we're like damn man yeah it's shit. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> I hadn't thought about the rising tide of fascism like that. So <laughs> that's, that's for the last third of the show. Fuck! You're dropping <laughs> bars, bro. We're only ten minutes in. <laughs> no. Nah. I mean, uh, well, it doesn't really matter whether it's like a factual thing happening or not. What matters is that everyone assumes it is. I mean, I don't know. Who the fuck knows? I don't really know about polls. Yeah. Um. If you poll how many people, how 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 close do you think America is to collapsing? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that they only... I saw something, and maybe it was a right-wing source, so who the fuck knows, but I think I saw something that said that that New York Times poll about the majority of Democrats not supporting Biden anymore, uh, or maybe it was a... I think it was probably a lib account saying this, that it was like based on a sample of like 300 I don't know. There's this like lib account I look at sometimes just to like make myself. I dude, I don't know why I do it, and I've, and I've had to literally like stop myself doing it. It's like it's like a specific like pathological. I know the impulse you speak of. <laughs> I know exactly. What Where you, you saying, just right? like to be a little pissed off. Yeah, yeah, dude. like a little pissed off, and those are just a little like, yo, what are these like? What are these weird creatures saying? Dude, it is. You know I don't saying? know why, but it has the ability to like strike somewhere within me something that gets so angry and like some primal rage. Yeah, <laughs> it's called the account is called What Biden Has Done. Oh my fucking god! I know. I think that account's blocked me, but I know what you talk about. Yeah, dude, it is brutal. Um, it's it's, deli- it's they, I mean it's blue what is, is it just over and over them retweeting that he saved us 18 cents on our July 4th barbecue last year <laughs> <laughs> well their whole thing now at this point and the reason I care I don't I don't even know why I fucking care I don't I really don't even know why I fucking care I just feel like when you're going through conditions like we're going through uh, it would have been nice for some political leader that was leading a massive social movement throughout the mid 2010s understood the mo- moment that mm-hmm. and that like in this great fragmentation that's occurring you don't want to be associated with the democrats in any way because that's the fucking thing that's really 
uh I don't know. That's the, like, these are like anti-establishment times. Like I was talking to a friend about that yesterday. Like I was like, my mom is like the quintessential person who would vote for probably either Trump or Bernie. And it's just both. Yeah. It's just because she was kind of into like the anti-establishment thing. And yeah, like exactly. that was, uh, I don't know. That was a thing that played well. I guess it doesn't play well anymore unless it's with the, the right. That's the only place where that's playing well is the right. Well, it did. It did play well, but they like, I mean, I don't mean to relitigate, you know what I'm saying? But like it did play well, but they like, you know, I often think about like, again, not to relitigate, like if Bernie had got like the nomination and if COVID and all these confluence of events didn't happen, right? that helped Biden even before COVID, right? All these centers dropping out on Super Tuesday and throwing their weight behind Biden and shit. But like, like it did happen, but they like crushed it, you know? Like they stifled it, you know what I'm saying? It was like burning in 2016 yeah. and 2020. And then like, you know, like we thought 2020 came around. We were like, okay, like, you know, people got to like wake the fuck up now and understand, right? Because like he would have won in 2016, right? And it was like, they kind of uh, did everything they could, right. you know, not even the right. It's the liberals that did everything they could to like stifle that. So it's like the right was like, oh, you're really not going to do anything. You're going to elect like, you know what I'm saying? A dying man for a dying party. That's okay, the, sure. That's <laughs> go go ahead. Yeah, that's in the... some ways he's the perfect sort of mascot for that, uh, <laughs> for their trajectory. It's, yeah, it really is. it's just strange like the way that that new york times poll was framed they were like mm. on account of inflation uh, and a few other factors biden's numbers are in the tanks with like young people among democrats and it's like it, it i don't even know if the article mentioned roe v wade at all I mean, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to to me, I don't know. That's just that was the one thing left that you're good for, right? It's like yes. the only service you provide, quote unquote, the left. And this is how you justified it when you worked at the nonprofits and everything else. The only service you provide is some stopgap measures, like some degree of. Uh, what was the last thing that it, social? Sorry, Terrence. Go ahead. I don't no, no, no. You go ahead. No, it was like, dude, I mean, it was because didn't the Civil Rights Act, one of the Civil Rights Act, like a couple years ago, didn't they repeal it or overturn it or something like that? Like, I might, I don't yeah, want anybody no. to get upset. It was a, me, I think they, it was I like a voting. Yeah, voting, party, voting yeah. rights act, right? Okay, so that and like all of these things that they're slowly peeling back that like one after the other fall like dominoes, you know, after I guess in the 30 years or 40 years since the New Deal is a coalition collapsed, right? And then like, like you said, Terrence, the last fucking thing that they had left was literally Roe v. Wade, and it was, like, literally, because it, was, it wasn't it was enshrined in law, but because it had passed, right, like, you would think that this was, like, the last sort of example yeah. of liberals and a coalition, not just of liberal politicians, but of activists, feminist activists that came together, and this would, like, this at least was something that we could look towards to look back at the Democratic Party and remember these coalitions and what could be possible, but... Like, I mean, we we all kind of knew that was not a thing, right? Right. Like, that the right was coming for that shit next, and now it's gone. It's like you're saying, what, you, what the fuck are you good for now? What the you know? fuck are you good for? <laughs> yeah, what are, you, what are you good for? The last, like, testament to this coalition that you denied repeatedly two times, namely with Sanders' campaigns, and now this last thing, and it's like, oh, we don't really know what to do. I'm like, going to sign executive yeah, order. That's really, you know what I mean? That's the thing. Like, all of these pundits now, now sit around and write these fucking pieces. Like, I was telling Tom on the phone the other night, like, I read a lot of the op-ed pages, whether it's the Atlantic or the fucking New York Times or whatever, and I read these Calcified pages. Calcify that mind, yeah. mind and soul, man. Calcify the heart and soul. And the, to the tone, exactly. Oh, exactly. It's all self-destructive, punching the button. Like, in this, yeah, it's like, that's my self-destructive 
behavior that facilitates the existence of this show. Uh, like Don Draper smoking a thousand cigarettes a day and doing shit face. <laughs> I do that on articles. And, uh, but like the tone on all of these fucking pages is all, we need constitutional reform. Whoa, yo! It's like that. All of a sudden, they they fucking like saw the wall we were all coming towards, and they were like, "Yo, yo, 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 yo!" Uh, I think I think we need constitutional reform. Let me, let me grab the wheel. Let me grab the wheel. <laughs> and it's like, what the fuck? How did you expect that was going to happen? Again, uh, the only service that the Bernie campaign would have provided would have been a conduit towards getting enough kind of like technocratic experts and whatever on the liberal left to. To institute something like you had mentioned earlier, like a Green New Deal or something like that. And that's all gone now. So, I mean, we, you know, it's all fragmenting and falling apart. But uh, but it's just, I don't, I don't know, man. It's just, it sucks to see it because, like, we were saying again, like, all populist energy. I mean, so, like, during, those, during that, like, when they were storming the gates in Sri Lanka or whatever, there was all these mm. tweets that were like, uh, wish that could be us. Wow, wish that you know that's going to happen. In, I wish that would happen in America. And it's like I hate to say it, but it kind of did. It did happen it in America. Happen. Like I mean, <laughs> we just didn't. We didn't capitalize. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't. I don't. I just think that uh, part of the reason why that may be the case is because of the left's relationship with the Democratic Party. Like until yeah. you're able to sever that, you're never going to be able to convince anybody like that 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 you're not because it is kind of true in many ways. Like we worked, quote unquote, with them regardless of like however much we want to cool face it or whatever. It's like a lot of us still had to interface with that as a player in the political spec or the world or whatever. You're, yo, you're so you're so right, man. Because you know you got me thinking of all right. Like I don't I, the whole the horseshoe theory thing is fucking bullshit, right? But if you just want to the only reason I'm using equate like the far right and the far left is their association to like the respective parties, right? That are like somewhere in the realm of their side of politics, right? Like whatever. So the Democratic Party versus the Republicans. Like whether you call yourself an anarchist, a communist, a socialist, I'm sorry, unless you're like, and I mean, I guess, you know, you have those people out there that are like, I mean, I've met them. I guess they're my friends that are like, I do not participate at all in electoral politics, you know? But those people like these like, you know, leftists who like will vote for a Democrat in the local election or they'll believe in someone like Sanders. Right. Versus like these insane right wing batshit insane Nazis who like literally want to also, I guess, like guillotine conservatives. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's like their rejection of them is a lot. I don't know. I could be talking out of my ass, but it feels like a lot stronger than the left who sometimes realizes that and I, this might not be true anymore this isn't true that you have to work with this party you know Con conserve like people on the far right seem to like not even i mean if they can use the republican party yeah. as a conduit sure but if not then they'll just fucking pick up guns and storm the capitol you know what i'm saying right. yeah you're right you're right <laughs> Dude, but you're... i mean the institutions favor them to do that so i mean well it's we like it's like January you, 6, you know? no you're right it's like you said mm -hmm. last week or whatever like and it's a great point. Like they, you don't ever hear them doing get out the vote shit. They ne that's not a thing. <laughs> that's not where they went. Yeah, that's true. It's just not. They would be shooting themselves in the foot if they did that. Exactly. You said that last week, Tom. It's like it's right because just I don't know demographically and shit like that. Just their ideas. I mean, they would like lose elections. You know. Yeah. I don't know, man. Not that it matters that much with the Democrats. <laughs> not, not that it matters. But still, yeah. Generally speaking, you want to. <laughs> 
stay in power and get power. Because mm-hmm. they still lose elections and get shit done, you know. Right, 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 yeah. <laughs> These people have been deeply, deeply unpopular for generations, and yet they continue to dictate play, you know. Well, that's why, that's why that account pisses me off so much, because it's, it's a fascinating insight into the psyche of, like, the dead-ender cultists that are still just completely, <laughs> like, convinced that this is working. It's they're like the crazy. QAnon people, dog. Wait, they're worse than the QAnon people, because I think the QAnon people have even said maybe Trump, I don't know what their deal is now, but they're, like, they're like I guess the same. Remember after uh, Jed, after Biden got elected, the QAnon people were like, oh, he's uh, Trump is puppeteering Biden like it's some white hat shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but it felt like that fizzled out where Blue Bag is still like, no, oh, Biden's great. <laughs> he's doing great shit. Meanwhile, like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. I, uh, it, I don't know. Like their whole thing right now is that the the administration is doing something about Roe v. Wade and the left by always getting pissed off that it's never enough is the reason why nothing can get done. Yeah, um, it's, it's the people who have no power. It's their I mean, fault. it's they just fundamentally, the thing is, is they fundamentally misunderstand that like we're in the drain spiral right now where, where the trajectory that the right is going on, you can only force them towards a confrontation that's that's mm. that's the only thing to to beat them to stop it you have to force some kind of confrontation and mm. and obviously the dims aren't going to do that they're going to continue oh. to back down every single time uh and i don't know it's this they, they just right, don't you're right they have to do that in order to keep making the dialogue more and more rational and more and more ecumenical and all that stuff instead of yeah. stomping it out yeah, it's like these are. This is like ultimately the long-term problem of like being within a range of debate, or like you know, let's let's talk to our neighbors. You know, like we're not all that different. It's like I I don't want to be like some of my neighbors. You know, what I mean? exactly. Sorry, I, just, I don't want to find common ground with them. I, I want to beat their worldview. Right, right, right. I want to but disenfranchise no them. They have no yeah. theory of conflict, though. That's the thing, man. The only theory of conflict liberals have is like well, when it comes to like fighting the left. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I think that on the, I think that there are like a lot of people in the Democratic Party who are working class, who like are truly unaware that the thing that they've entrusted some of their social protection to is being run by like we said on Sunday, like a MLM, like a mar- multi-level <laughs> marketing scheme. Yeah. I think they're, I think they're unaware. That the people <laughs> driving the oh, bus no, are cultists. Oh, they're definitely unaware, dog. I think dog, they're they're so unaware that it's terrifying. I mean, like it's it's crazy how much they are truly cultists. Like you see these videos of Kamala, uh, you know what I mean? Like saying nothing, and it's like, and somebody that, makes a joke about that, and like forty motherfuckers are like, yeah, and it's like about to send a bomb to your house. It's or like, some like shit. yeah, no, it's like no, <laughs> seriously, like seriously objectively that's not good it is it is bad it's a sign of badness when like you can't even articulate even a uh, a promise in any ways it is quite literally just talking to talk to to, it is it's quite literally running the clock out in real time in front of you no it really is it is that's the craziest part about it that's what makes it so surreal it's like oh 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 shit (laughs) don't you know, you make me think of that. When I used to fundraise for the Democrats down here in Georgia, in Atlanta, and they used to send us to like neighborhoods like Decatur, like you know these like upper middle class, like mostly white neighborhoods, and it'd be a mix, but you know mostly upper white na- middle class neighborhoods. And like I would like 
sometimes these people would invite me in their house, you know, and I would talk to them. And just talking to them, I don't know, you make me think about it. I don't mean to use a reference, a TV reference, but I don't know if y'all ever seen The Good Place, you know? Yeah. Or maybe yeah. something like, yeah, man. It's like Ted Danson. Yeah, 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 where everybody, because it's, they're supposed to be in heaven, everybody is like, it's this idyllic, like, everyone is very pleasant, like, supernaturally, literally supernaturally so. Right. That it almost feels like, you know, there's something, like, very dark and sinister right. deep beneath the surface, yeah, like, yeah, right yeah. beneath the surface. Yeah. And these people would let me in their houses and talk to me about their, like, activism, with the, which all the activism they did was really how much money they gave, right? Right. And I would just be sitting there like, yo, I, don't, I can't even, I don't, can't even, the only thing I could do is, like, Sometimes I would try to talk to people about deeper issues, right? Of course, I wouldn't be like, hey, comrade. But with these people, I was like, we live in two completely different worlds, man. And I feel like even if like there's someone who is like would have voted for Trump a third time, I would have a better chance of getting across to them. Some of these people, you know what I mean? Like even our neighbors, right, sometimes than some of these blue MAGA people because they're like truly <clears throat> cultist, like truly, you know, I don't know, man. <clears throat> it's kind of dark. It's kind of so I'm here and need a good cult. We need a good cult. Yeah, we need the LaRouche people to like run Wayne Diamond as like the figurehead of like a QAnon style conspiracy. Somebody to match the Queen's bombast of Donald J. So we just need to invent uh, a new grand conspiracy. Is that what you're saying? I to, just to rally I, I, no. In all seriousness, I think it's completely ex- absurd that it's just impossible to do anything about this. No. I, yeah. I mean, I'm saying this as a genuine human being. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, it's just like, why is it so fucking hard to mm-hmm. mount some sort of challenge? Uh, Counteroffensive at this point because we're I on just, the back burner, man. I just refuse to accept that it's it's impossible. <laughs> maybe it is maybe it fucking nah, is nah Terrence it isn't remember what we keep saying man you gotta arm the working class with nukes man well I mean that that is true <laughs> if, the, if the dude made the homemade gun to kill Shinzo Abe maybe we can <laughs> maybe some enterprising working class hero can uh, make a homemade nuclear weapon <laughs> man I, yeah it's a thing like a personal device personal nuclear device right 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 <laughs> Just, just one to start. I mean, it's baby steps. <laughs> just working Make away. Make a hydrogen bomb in your garage. It's fine. <laughs> Take out your whole block. Dude, at any time, like on the roads in America, like I remember reading an article a while back that like, you know, on average right now there are like 20,000 trucks out there transporting nuclear weapons or something like that. Like, there's a, a there is an astonishing right. amount. So, like, of, we've driven on roads that nuclear weapons have 1,000%. Like, yeah. the amount that gets moved around in like ordinary traffic, you know what I mean? Like, you could be stuck in traffic with a nuke probably and not realize it. But let me ask you a question though. Like, it's like, because I know when people <laughs> so think, I- like, <laughs> You could do Fast and the Furious, like, you know, you, we get s- my shitty Toyota Tacoma. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, like, you know how, like, the assassination <laughs> of Archduke uh, Franz Ferdinand kind of kicked off, you know, World War? Uh-huh. It's like, some guy's just like, man, traffic's bullshit today, and they flip a cigarette out, and it hits this truck, and yeah. it... <laughs> Just a mm. mushroom <laughs> Take out, like, Massachusetts and some shit like that. Yeah. Well, dude, I mean, you want to talk about a trucker blockade. If there's a critical mass of True Billy's trucker fans, 
do your own trucker blockade. Just set up a blockade. And or maybe you are a trucker that trucks the nuclear weapons themselves. <laughs> just just do a work stoppage, man. Don't go don't go to work. Or better yet, drop that shit it, to my house. Is it know. illegal to solicit nuclear weapons? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's terrorist activity. Yeah, I might cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> damn man. Yo, you know what's crazy too is like how many times? I mean, I wish I knew the exact number, but it has to be hundreds of times. Over the past like thirty years, I guess uh, during the Cold War, especially that there were near nuclear like accidents, man. Oh yeah, they dropped you know? them and shit. They would drop. They dropped one outside of Albuquerque one time, just fucking from a plane, just dropped it, <laughs> <laughs> and it didn't explode miraculously. It like didn't have its warhead hadn't been engaged or something. It's like, like that. it's like when you shoot your kids with a pea shooter in your backyard or some shit. <laughs> right. Yeah. And dropping nukes. Just yeah, a fucking nuke drops next to you. That's amazing. There, there. We have so many nuclear weapons. That somewhere, there's like three dipshits like us that are like responsible for. Mm. Oh yeah. Oh, literal weapon of mass destruction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I know that the listeners love that story about you, Tom, at the water plant. Now, just imagine Tom at a nuclear plant. You know I mean? It is. When you think about the gross incompetence that is in charge of very important <laughs> things, as a gross incompetent myself. Yeah, I just don't, I mean, I just don't think, what kind of scares me is that, like, I would imagine that the systems in place to, like, administer that, um, at, you know, department of the bureaucracy is similarly, like, stretched thin, and yeah. so, I mean, that's the kind of stuff that worries me, because I do kind of worry that the only thing that could run the bureaucratic administrative state at this point would be some sort of some sort of like national rejuvenation or ideological recommitment because otherwise how the national fuck socialism perhaps yes perhaps <laughs> perhaps it would be called something like that uh because how the fuck else i mean how the fuck else are you going to attract new bureaucrats to run that sort of administrative state i mean it's uh well, I mean, you'd have to just have the state, like, commandeer it, you know? I mean, like, but then, I don't know, man. I don't know, because the state is not capable of doing that. So what are we going to have then? Just, like, little, like, mega corporations, I guess, that just run their own different, like, you know what I'm saying, sphere of industry and influence and shit? Like, I don't know, man. Right. Yeah. I don't you know. You just have me think. Go ahead, go ahead Tom. Well, go ahead, I guess man. they could contract it out more and more to private but that's the same problem. You probably would much rather problem. be a CEO with a government uh, an agency than like a CEO with a private, like Blackwater type private <laughs> yeah. Yeah. prison staff or some shit. Dude, I don't know. I don't know. It's just, just the shit I, uh, you know, just sit around, just like like look around. Like, what are, what are the pressure points? Mm-hmm. Like, nah, man. You, you got me thinking about somebody that, uh, that uh some security guard at some nuclear facility man since uh since uh the system is probably stretched man this guy could be falling asleep you know falling asleep when he's supposed to be watching the nukes at like you know 3 a.m you know mm-hmm. that'll be our end man you know right yeah i wouldn't take yeah. it i would just st- sit there and stare at it and he'd wake up he'd be like he'd be like what the <laughs> fuck are you doing and i was just uh, <laughs> admiring <laughs> Admire. <laughs> you just admire. Nah, Rubby, Rubby, you just admire the nuclear arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> just admire. Just admire. <laughs> well, maybe that'd be a good job for one of us when we wash out of the Space Force National Guard, you know? Yo. 
Oh, God, man. Can you imagine being a guardsman in space? It's like I mean, being a Jedi. Whatever whatever their aims for that are completely <laughs> nefarious, but you got to admit, it'd be pretty tight. Just hop- what's, what's the uniform? What's the fashion like, you think? Oh, it looks like... It does look like some Star Trek shit, man. I saw the uniforms and people were comparing them to like space uniforms. Oh, it's from, uh, so fucking stupid. Yeah, they look really, they look really corny, man. Dude, I just, I'm just, uh, it's just one of those weeks where my patience is so fucking thin. Just like, just with the conditions, you know? <laughs> yeah, just. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, like, hey, this is the only place in my life that I have to vent about it. So, Man. that's what I'm going to do. I've been a live wire. I've vented a little too much. I've, I've not been doing good, boys. About got a couple of fights. Damn, Tom. I harassed. Uh, well, I didn't harass. I guess I kind of. Uh, some doctors came in the other day, gave me some very grim news about my mother, and I just kind of snickered at them. And 48 hours later, I was vindicated as being correct. So. Right. Oh, so they their news was false. Yeah, it was right. They were way off, and I told them that okay. I was like, "Boys, I listen. I respect your credentials, yeah. all that stuff. Let but, me posit something, though. Just like I posited with y'all earlier, I posited <laughs> to these two doctors, and I was like, "I've seen this before. How about we try this and this?" And they were like, "Where'd this guy go to medical school? You know, that, that kind of huh, huh. <laughs> yeah." Two Wikipedia. days later, org, baby. Maybe listen. I want to tell you something. You could take that MCAT to you, you blue in the face. You could spend fucking goddamn sixteen years in med school if you want to. There is no, there is no substitute for on the job training with internet hypochondria. Mm. I just know, I just know, I just know more than they do, really. You know, at this point, I was right. Good, though. I was right. I bet that felt felt good though. Well, it just feels good that. That's my mom does not have dementia like they yeah. well like they posited. Let's and put, I knew. I, let's put as much shit into this as possible. I'm just gonna yeah. Let's just grab let's grab some more crazy shit. Did y'all see that graph going around that showed the just astronomical growth of hospital administrators compared to doctors oh, yes, <laughs> the last <man>. like 20 <laughs> 30 years just just this explosion just <laughs> that's an ex- but that's an example of exactly what you're talking about though right terrence like just this skeletal like i mean at that point it's not even skeletal like it's just like it's too much like excess you know well dude that's the like it's too much it's too complex and it's too much and i mean i was talking to tom about this the whole reason we were talking about this in the first place the other night is because I went to a doctor over mm. in like Norton, close to me, and he's just like a family doctor. He's like not affiliated with any of these like behemoth, just mm. massive fucking healthcare corporations around here. Mm. Um, and it, you know, it was a radically different experience. So it's like that's just because I moved over the mountain and I'm closer mm. to a bigger a slightly bigger city in Virginia in Eastern mm. Kentucky. If you live in like a town, like where I work and record Whitesburg there, you can't go see a family doctor here. It has all been in industrialized. The whole thing, the whole process has been industrialized and bureaucratized. Like, so, mm. I mean, that's, that's, 
there's no that used to, and like that used to be a thing like the 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 family doctor in town like the town doctor like relationships that went back decades you know what I mean like yeah, generations gener- yeah. generations and shit like that was a thing that was mm. part of life pre this process of everything getting just completely privatized bureaucratized mm. and hollowed out for profit uh, and it's crazy how that has that has created a an existence an experience that is horrifying fucking horrifying because as you're we talking about unless you have like a severe trauma wound or something if you have like a chronic disease or, or a sort of chronic condition or something like that you're fucked i mean th- yeah. th- th- the only thing they can do at this point is just cut people up and sew them back together and like you're on your way or just pump them full of fucking pa- medicine and give yeah give you palliative medicine exactly exactly right? it's not really meant to cure anything you know what I'm saying? But it's just meant to you to come back in, like, you know, like another two weeks so you can get more pills, you know? Yeah, exa- exactly. 1,000%. And that, Jesus, that creates man. a social experience that, like, people don't forget. Like, no one's forgotten any of that, how fucking horrifying and traumatic that is. That we just carry around that with us at all times. And again, that was another utility of, like, uh, Bernie at least being out there. Because at least in this way, you, you talk about that mm. common unifying experience in the fucking horror show in which we all mm. live. But, mm. yeah, no, there's no appeal to a mass condition. It's not even possible at this point, unless it's not having power. And we know who's going to respond to that. It's the people who fucking charge the capital. You know what you just made me think of, too, is like, you know, like, um, I used to work on, like, housing advocacy, like um, affordable housing campaigns here in Atlanta, um, like housing justice stuff. And, like... It's like you got this, you got this reindustrialization of like neighborhoods like mine or the places in Atlanta that I was going around, or maybe where you're talking about too in Kentucky there, Terrence, like where you have like after it's been hollowed out, you have all of these, um, the privatization kind of comes in, right? And you see the similar thing now just with like healthcare where you'd have like a family clinic or a clinic that you could go to, right? You know, that that relationship went back generations. But the same thing I would see with like um, housing and also food deserts, man. Like it would blow my mind that they would like have build up all these houses or these condos and shit, you know what I'm saying? And not even have like like a supermarket, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Like they would kick all the, and not even have a supermarket, they'd have like a corner store. Right. You know? But it's because the people that are moving there have cars so they can drive to the supermarket. Mm-hmm. That might just be five miles away, but that's five miles for somebody that doesn't have a car and has to take public transit, you know? So there's like this weird reinforcement and reification like amidst like this decline, you know, which is like just absurd and contradictory to look at because it's like, yo, how y'all got the money to like build these condos, but you can't build a supermarket for these people, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. I just had a thought just thinking about that, like, um, it makes me wonder if those polls, like the one we were just, the ones we were talking about, both the ones that show the majority of Americans when like up in the system and <laughs> the one about the majority of Democrats selling on Biden. Mm. It makes me wonder like who is polled. Is it like mm. people active in democratic politics, people who are just democratic voters? Uh, people... First and foremost, it's probably a landline. <laughs> so that right. answers it's a lot of those questions. Right. That's probably true. It's probably, you're probably right. Uh, so I don't know. Maybe the data itself is faulty, but I just can't imagine people are having a good time anywhere right now. This this shit fucking sucks, and it's absurd that you can't say that. It's it's absurd that you can't. It it really is absurd that you can't just say that. 
Like you yeah, have to fucking you, put it online. You have to fucking yeah. in some way mediate it by some form of media for it to mean yeah. anything. You can't just say that and it be like this actionable thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or know. or even say it have people even say it have people like I mean, whether it's online or in person, call you like, and these are the true believers, right, of the Dems. I guess they'll call you ungrateful, or I guess they'll call you, you don't say you're ungrateful, but that's it, almost like the attitude, right? Yeah. They might as well tell you you're ungrateful. And, and dog, you just made me think, like, they send me, I don't know why they send me this fucking mail, I guess because I live here. And I'm a registered Democrat, I guess I gotta be in Georgia, but they send me mail, like postcards and shit, reminding me to vote and stuff like that. Yeah. And I mean, it's just like this, like... 1984 like work is good like you know what i'm saying yeah. like type of like fucked up shit where it's just like oh like you were saying terrence oh uh the economy is doing better than it's ever been doing you know what i'm saying and da 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 and it's the just dream like, world at- doesn't exist <laughs> yeah, i'm just like this is not real none of this is real dog <laughs> it's like that clip of what's his name from uh the next generation it didn't happen. Never existed. <laughs> yeah. Jonathan Frick, it it's didn't a, happen. It's a fiction. Yeah. It's a fiction. <laughs> it's a fiction. <laughs> Not real. Dude, I mean, it's... Um, It'll drive you mad, man. It will. Crazy. It really will. And that again, that's why I go back to that account so much. It's just because, like, <laughs> it's, it's not to say that, like... Doing any of this stopgap shit that you say you are doing, whatever. Let's just, you know, we're in good faith here, whatever. It's not that. It's not that. That's not gonna do anything. It's just that, like, it's now past the crisis point. Like, I thought that everybody could probably agree, or uh, at least in their own way, that. Uh, yeah, we could stop talking about like it's some foreboding like thing that's going to happen in the not too distant future. Yeah, I, I yeah. still notice. I still talk about things like that, like oh shit's gonna get so bad, as if it's not. Like currently, I'm like a person with a decent income, and I'm immiserated right now. You know what I mean, <laughs> uh-huh. in some way, it's worse than other times in my life. Well, and I was thinking a- about this. I was thinking about this. Like, you remember growing up, like you were always told that America was like the best place on earth. And so for a a long time, like you literally thought in your head that people living in Denmark were like fucking like just, just whiffed in public. (laughs) Just like locked in stocks with like tomatoes all over. (laughs) Dog, I thought everybody wanted to be American when I was a little kid. That's how my conception of the world was. I'd be like, I'll go to other countries. He'd be like, Oh y'all want to be American. Exactly. I feel like that's most Americans at least in our generation um and and it's in like your conception of like the average person internationally was either they were like misled by like the soviets or Mm. political islam or like they were unfortunate because they lived in the horrifying medieval denmark Denmark, (laughs) yes um but like i wonder now if that I just wonder the degree to which that is still true in society now, or or if the average mindset now among most people is that like the global condition is misery, you know? Yeah, you know, yeah. it, it makes me wonder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or if no, they still uphold it with all the shit that we were told. Nah, that's a. I don't know, man. I think I think that like lower people are. I mean, less it, people are joining the military. Like that's got to be yeah, some yeah, kind yeah. of sign, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That people are like running outs and out, running out and out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what, other countries don't buy it. Definitely, uh, if they ever did buy our bullshit, they definitely don't buy it anymore, man. No. It's like when Trump got elected and my relatives from England were like calling, like basically saying our condolences type of shit. Uh. 
<laughs> like, like I'm so sorry. He was like, yeah. Me That's too. hilarious. <laughs> like me too. <laughs> like no, you don't understand. <laughs> the, the next four years are going to be the funniest thing you've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. But then again, like in a global context, like you were saying, Terrence, they can't talk shit either. You know what I'm saying? Because uh-huh. they would call and talk shit. I'm like, who do you got? You got fucking Teresa May at the top. Nothing I hate worse. <laughs> Nothing I hate worse than English grandstanders. Mm-hmm. My buddy Greg's like that, and I'm like, all you motherfuckers should be beheaded for what you just did in Kenya. That just <laughs> one place. <laughs> Bunch of fucking cartoon character fucking acne bullshit people. Like like when yo, they that uh, really is acne imperialism though, yo. Yeah, it really is. is acne imperialism. Yeah, yeah. You motherfuckers are dropping anvils on motherfuckers. That's expected, <laughs> man. You know what I mean? <laughs> fucking England just painting holes with railroad tracks, but it just goes into a brick wall. <laughs> Like when they oh, when shit. they when they banned the Russian tennis players, I'm just like, any bad thing that ever happened in this fucking piece of shit rock, <laughs> you could trace back to you fucking goofy motherfuckers in three steps or less, and y'all are talking about like the danger that that these Russian tennis players are facing. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Wait, oh that God. just that just reminded me. That just that just reminded me. Another thing, like I said, I'm I'm drawing a wide net today, man. I'm feeling yeah. fucking wrathful, <laughs> yeah, and apocalyptic. But another thing is that oh, New York City ad about um, nuclear strikes. <laughs> Dog, you you should play that actually. <laughs> you should play that because that shit is the funniest thing. I mean, funny and all right. You know what I think we were getting at too. I'll just say this before you let it play. You know when the contradictions widen and the material conditions worsen, and some Marxist philosopher, I'm pretty sure, said this, but reality almost becomes a parody of itself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's why Tom, a minute ago, was talking about acme imperialism, or we're just talking about, like, this contradictory state that is trying to hold on to, like, the dregs of what it used to be, while, like absolutely being like cartoonishly evil you know what i'm saying like this is an example of that you're right you're right because it's funny to actually compare it with the nuclear warning strikes of like the 1960s right it's it's a i I don't know it's another one example of like the state telling you what it cannot do because like back in the 60s it was there was like this sense of like civic participation and like the Ruskies are fucking going to impose <laughs> communism on us. Unfortunately, that's what people thought. But they did think that because America was also insane back then. We're, <laughs> we are very insane now, but in a very different way. <laughs> well, this one's amazing because I love to play. This was amazing because at least back then it would be like, okay, the Ruskies are going to hit us. This one clearly makes it clear it doesn't matter who it is. We don't know. <laughs> you know what I'm no. it, could ha- it could come out of anywhere. It could come the from big one. W- one of those news galaxies we just saw with the James Webb telescope. Who knows? Come from them Trillbilly boys kidnapping or stealing a, uh, <laughs> stealing a nuclear weapon. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let me play this for you. Hold on. So there's been a nuclear attack. <laughs> I know, I know. We beat just, this up for years. It's I need nuclear to... holocaust or whatever. But it turns out all you gotta do is close your windows. <laughs> Wash your hands. Okay, dude, I think this might be fake. I might have got got. 
Nah, it can't be fake. Is it fake? I think it is. Oh, it might be. God. God, God again. Yo, but uh, yeah, because I guess the guy that posted it was like slash satire, right? Damn, we got God for real? I think so. I should. I don't know why I didn't think to look before. See, man, I'm getting old. I would have like, when I was like 22 and a contrarian, I would have been like, all right, let me see your source. I need to see your source. <laughs> <laughs> Cite your source. Yo, dog, I can't tell you how many times I've been got, though, like in the past couple months with just shit online, which I guess is another testament to how absurd shit is, man, because I'll see some shit like that. And I'll be like, yo, that's totally real, man. Mm-hmm. I think it's not real. Yeah, I think it's like fucking shit well strike this portion from the minutes (laughs) i'll leave it up i'll leave it up as a warning to all of you who could succumb to the dangers of misinformation the dangers of just now we're statistic boys we're statistic (laughs) or wait maybe it is real there's this thing there's this thing in new york (laughs) i heard this maybe it's israel it's israel Maybe it's Israel. <laughs> Maybe it's Israel. Who knows? Doesn't matter. Um, I think I, it is I'm, real. I think it's a USA. Because t- here's an article in there. Yo, uh, this shit is real, dog. This shit is from Reuters. I told this you is real, all bro. it was real. This is real, bro. I let that shit play that. This shit is real. So. Okay, it's real. It's on the NYC emergency management. We did not fall victim to the hazards of disinformation. Not a statistic yet, baby. But the fact that, but the fact, not a, not a statistic. But the fact, but the fact that we thought we couldn't figure it out, I think is pretty uh, foreboding. Does, does go to does go to tell you? It maybe it speaks you. to their disinformation crusade. You know, this does have all the markings of like a weird ass Eric Adams thing where he was like. Looking at the situation with Russia and Ukraine was like, I think our people need to be prepared for a new attack. (laughs) He says we always have to be prepared as New Yorkers, is what he said. He added the PSA was made in reference to the ongoing conflict in Ukraine. He was correct. I was correct. And highlighted that New York is still one of the top terrorist threats in the world. He said there are no imminent threats to the city known. Dog, if New York gets hit by a nuclear weapon, I mean, this is the thing about that video, man, is that I was saying in the chat is that all of the shit they tell you to do, stay inside, um, try to get underground or some shit like that. But stay inside and wash your hands. That's the same shit they would tell you when COVID (laughs) happened, dog. And look where we're at now. Over a million dead. They're like, like, uh, you just imagine restaurants saying, we've upped our cleaning protocol since the big one dropped. (laughs) <laughs> it's totally safe to come eat at insert restaurant oh my god you and know like ahead, go ahead go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. What, didn't like guys get like radiation poisoning in the 50s from standing under like nuclear explosions I don't know but probably I you believe m- it you remember that so, I, I think Tom you, maybe you told me something about that maybe it was an actor or something yeah well Oh, that's uh, John Wayne on the set of Genghis Khan. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, oh shit. Everybody that worked on that got, like, a weird cancer. He got, like, blasted with fucking cancer? Yeah, but I guess they were doing it downwind of, like, what's that place? Los Alamos? Oh, uh, yeah. And then they ended up shifting production to Utah, I think. 
But to keep it authentic, they took all the radioactive sand and shipped it up to Utah for the set. (laughs) So everybody that worked on that, like an astonishing amount, including the Duke himself, got taken out. Later on, like years later, but they all got like weird cancers and stuff. Dude, that happened on the set of Stalker, too, right? Didn't, like, Tarkovsky die of a crazy-ass cancer? And, like, I think his wife did. Like, a whole bunch of people did. From, like, fucking walking around that abandoned whatever-the-fuck plant that was. Dog, this is why to add, like, the way they're talking about it is, like, yo, how do you, how do you, what do you do about radiation, man? Wash your hands, Aaron. Wash your hands. Use disinfectant. Yeah, you gotta have some uh, some uh, hand sanitizer mm-hmm. for the for the nuclear. So devices. you've just you've just had a nuclear attack. Yeah. Wait, that's so this is real. You probably have a lot. Yeah, they're talking about like it's one of those weird. So you've been diagnosed with something something. It's like <laughs> you probably got more questions than answers right now. You've you're you've you're you've just found out your civil your society's in terminal decline. Here's what you're going to have to do next. Your friends and neighbors have all been incinerated, and somehow you've been spared. <laughs> Their all, corpses are still steaming. Yeah, all because Sleepy Joe had to give $600 trillion to the Ukraine. <laughs> you imagine oh being God. that asleep at the wheel. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Well. Or why, just know that the big one has hit. The big one has hit. What do we do? What do we do? Three important steps that I want you to remember. Step one, get inside. (laughs) (laughs) Your family, get inside. And no, staying in the car is not an option. Okay, (laughs) let me ask you a question. That's inside, though. Depending on the scale of this, pretty pretty hubristic to assume there's even any structure standing. (laughs) (laughs) That you could go inside of, right? Yeah. Go like inside, that. whatever ruins and you know. I like that she said, "Not your car, though." <laughs> yeah, get under the, pick the ruins up and put yourself underneath. Them. <laughs> yeah. yourself, oh, just some rubble. Bury yeah, yourself come. in the rubble. <laughs> <laughs> they will. If be you have doing... any windows, make sure they're closed. <laughs> just play dead, and maybe they... the nuclear radiation will get right. you. They will be doing a sweep to make sure there are no survivors. So make sure <laughs> you look adequately deceased. God damn. <laughs> this is where this is where it helps to practice what we call the possum routine. <laughs> Act dead and breathe very shallowly through your nose <laughs> until the marauding death squads have exited and it's safe to reprise. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, we were talking about like, what? What are they gonna do? Are they actually gonna keep this shit going? Nah, they're just gonna do exactly that, Tom. Just nuke us and then have marauding death squads and make sure everyone is dead. I love that. You need to get into a building and move away from the windows, like it's a lightning storm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> get away from the windows. Don't use any appliances that are plugged into an outlet, and don't shower. <laughs> don't shower. <laughs> The temptation will be great because you will probably be covered in radioactive substance. Don't shower, though. (laughs) Probably human ash, but don't shower. Uh, Oh, God, dude. Yeah, yeah. So so your town just got turned into the next Pompeii. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> so, Don't worry, you got this. You just got you just got caught by a nuclear blast in the middle of jacking off, and you will be preserved for the next one thousand years. <laughs> yeah, as the man- immortalized as a pervert. <laughs> <laughs> Meeting the media hand. Uh, impression of surprise, just completely shocked. Here's oh, what you're gonna want to do. Here's what you're gonna want to do. <laughs> Hold on, I'm trying to play it, but it won't let me. It didn't like that I was laughing. It's like, it was like, this is serious. This is serious. Take this seriously, <laughs> Terrence. Shut all doors and windows. <laughs> have a basement? Head there. Head to the basement. If you don't have one, like get as far into the middle of the building as possible. That's right. That, by the way, by the way, by the way, that's how like the 9/11 buildings collapsed. Like to, <laughs> traditionally, you're not supposed to like. I think they tell you to like not be close to the windows because traditionally that's the part of the buildings that fall first. Yeah, but like in the twin towers, it's like the middle fucking core. This is why people think they were blown up because like the mm-hmm. middle fucking core got it's just like com- a demolition. Almost. Yeah, just completely collapsed. Yeah. Uh, um, if only they had aired this before 9-11 9-11 man Outside after the blast Get clean like 3, immediately Remove and bag all outer clothing To keep radioactive dust or ash Away from your body Step 3 Stay tuned Stay tuned <laughs> Follow media for more Duh. information. Yeah, follow me. He really said step three. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> it's like step yes. Follow at Mayor Eric Adams. It's just a ploy for him to get more <laughs> Twitter followers. <laughs> you see him flying over a helicopter with his Instagram, his TikTok, for more, like that. For more over the ruins of New York City. Yeah. For more nuclear follow up follow up tips, <laughs> follow Mayor Eric Adams on Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> what did he say? He said we bring it back. Uh, it's a vibe city. Dude, that that is uh, it's a vibe city. That guy, <laughs> that guy's amazing, man. That's crazy. Yeah, notify NYC. I'm sure that they well, won't just take all your data and like give it to the NYPD <laughs> immediately. <laughs> immediately, that's probably what it is. Be the then so, YPD is going to be the one doing the, the death, uh, the death marauders. Right. <laughs> the right. marauding death squad. Early, early <laughs> in the show, I almost compared Eastern Kentucky to like Neo Tokyo from Akira a little bit, but like with far yeah. less population, just like kind uh-huh. of the way like, you know, roving marauders just kind of do what they want. And then like everybody's like farmed into these, you know, like we're talking about these privatized health things, Every, uh-huh. all this, all this different shit. And it's funny to see it come full circle with Eric Adams, like basically projecting a neo New York type <laughs> fallout <laughs> situation. Like, but just so you know, we've got good leadership, and you're in good hands in the event of a nuclear uh, mass extinction that. event. You but, know what? Though I will say, go ahead, go ahead, tell my bad. Go ahead. Well, I, I was just going to say, like, they're just fools that they think anybody's going to just keep calm and adopt a stiff upper lip during uh, after a nuclear bomb hits yeah. New York City. Like a, a new like kid's it. New York City and like, I'm going to call the NYPD. I'm going to yeah. call the police. <laughs> My first call are going to be to these cowards that don't even intervene on the subway. When they're saying <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Can't even find one guy. Yeah. Um, what I will say, though, is that uh, as a native New Yorker myself, um, 
One thing I could say about my city is that uh, New York mayors uh, in real life and in fiction tend to preside over uh, uh, natural nuclear man-made disasters. Uh, maybe some shit like Godzilla. I don't know. Uh, the 2000, 1999 right. Godzilla, that is. That, that's uh, why this got made, dude. This motherfucker <laughs> binge watched Day After Tomorrow, right? Godzilla, <laughs> all those like late 90s, early 2000s disaster flicks. He Escape just binged them all his life. No, not on, not on my watch. <laughs> not on my watch. Listen, man, being the mayor of New York is like being like a comic book man. It's like being a mayor of Gotham, you know, like... Eric Adams is just expecting like Rudy Ali, uh, Rudy Rudy Giuliani before him in 9/11 that um you know he's just gonna have to deal with the nuclear attack instead, man. But yeah. the thing is, the thing that makes him kind of cool is that like the fears that motivate him are fears from the heights of American hubris and hegemony. Like yes. the the part in our sort of culture and empire where the only thing that scared us was natural history. Like you know what I mean? Like uh, natural disasters, like tornadoes and volcanoes <laughs> and earthquakes <laughs> and alien you know what i mean like yeah, like cataclysmic <clears throat> natural, oh you right, said yes. natural history oh, okay okay i thought <laughs> you said <laughs> something else i thought i thought terrence was like just bunkered down worried about the french coming or <laughs> 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 oh shit but our fear what is the common fear now like what are the like they don't have those disaster movies anymore right so I mean, nah. like the it's always the disaster movies now. Like I mean, because I've been thinking about this, is that like always a reflection of some social paranoia, or social like concern, right? That like the Cold War, you know, that's why everything was like either nuclear like attack shit or aliens, right? Because the Soviets clearly were aliens. Now it's like like Children of Men is a perfect example, like where humanity can no longer reproduce, right? So there are no more new babies. It's like the enemy is like a from within i guess right some right. unexplainable existential dread or terror you know right know. there's a lot of that for sure yeah. i mean there's still aliens and shit i guess too you know well but like you would whatever that is like whatever you call that like the americans like average american sense of his own like spiritual and imperial destiny and that mm. becomes manifested in these like really triumphant movies of the 90s about disaster and like what it's expressing is the fear that like we beat the soviet union and so the only thing left that can conquer us is the natural world itself like and so that's yeah you get jurassic park and you get fucking armageddon yeah. and all independence that independence day right but like what exactly in independence day dante's peak uh twister like twister. all the greats yeah we can put it in there like what what is the what is the the vehicle now for that american sentiment it's like the comic book movie i guess oh, so shit. i don't know what that means about That's a proxy for it. yeah we used to just like yeah paint these we scenarios yeah you're right. It is. A, you're right. It is the degeneration. It's the regression. We, like we talked about, Taylor, yeah. degeneration. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now we can't. Now we're literally like children. Where instead of like at least conceptualizing our fears into like not some higher art form. I'm not saying Independence Day. Actually, Independence Day is pretty good. But not that expressing it like that. But you know what I mean. Now it's just like. We have to regress like children and hold our little teddy bears in bed at night when we're afraid of the dark. You know what I'm saying? Uh huh. And those are like, uh, like fucking Captain Marvel or whatever just came out, Doctor Strange or some shit. That shit was trash. 
I got a different take on the Marvel Universe. I tend to be rather satisfied by the older MCU. But they just haven't, they just really haven't been cranking out the good ones in the last couple of years. I have to well, say. The, the problem is the saturate. It's the saturation. I mean, I'm not against it on principle. I'm not like mm. I don't think that it's stupid, uh, a bad concept. It's just mm. the the fact that it's not only saturated, but it's hegemonic. It's the only game. Yeah, yeah, right. It's, yeah, it's the it's, only I, game in town. I would call it hegemonic in the sense that mm. like it demands loyalty and respect and fealty, and it in a way creates a hierarchy where there's that kind of movie and then there's the other kind of movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where like the Northmen or some shit like that, you know? Right. Whereas like American cinema was never like that. Like American cinema had like regular movies about adult themes that were blockbuster hits. Yes. Yes. And then they also had the, you know, silly, dumb action blockbuster too, but it was never hegemonic is the perfect word for it, man. I remember somebody, uh, there was this tweet where this dude was like, everybody's clowning on these Marvel movies now, but in like dec- in a decade, they're going to be the only things playing at like matinee theaters and shit. And I'm like, well, that's because all the matinees are going to get shut down and bought by <laughs> fucking Disney, dog. You know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. <laughs> you watch like, an Iron Man in 2008 right. at a fucking matinee, you know? It's like, you're more right than you realize. You're right for the wrong reasons. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> And I love comic books, man. But like, I, no, I I'm love not comic like you said. I'm not against it on principle. It's just the fact that it's like hegemonic. Yeah. It's well, I mean, it's sort of become sort of the uh, Bob Dylan sucks, Beatles suck of like, yeah, movie you're right. Take you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's yeah. like uh, you know, there's some there's some good movies in there, you know. But yeah, it, yeah it's yeah. right. It's just the hegemonic only game in town thing that sucks. I would say like 95 percent of them suck. I, yeah, I'm, comfortable. I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable with I, that. I would I've been, say even more than 95%. <laughs> I would say like 98%. 99%. <laughs> it's like six movies that don't suck. Yeah, I think I'm... Well, that's 30. the thing. Well, that's the thing. Even the ones I like, I don't remember anything about them. That's a no, weird No, they thing. just made me feel good. It's weird, dude. Like, every time I try to recall a plot line from one of those movies, I'm like, man, did I... Maybe that could be because I just get baked as fuck before I go to a... <laughs> Before I go yeah. to a comic book movie, like of yeah. all the movies, like there's movies like I can't, you can't watch while you're stunned or you just get like lost or like you won't absorb the impact. But like getting bass as fuck before a comic book yes. movie, like that's probably correlation might equal causation there. You, you know how I remember those movies? I was thinking about this. Uh, I remember those movies only because of memes, right? Like, the way I remember, like, those Avengers movies is, like, the Thanos snap shit. It's because yeah. everybody's fucking meme. You You're know, right. I mean, like, it's, like, now these movies, too. I've been thinking about that, the relationship between these movies that are crazy memeable. Because I was thinking about, I was I did an episode of my podcast about a other podcast on Morbius, you know? And we were talking about the memeing of that movie and how all of the memes were never scenes from the actual movie. Right, they were just like stills and shit from the trailers, so nobody ever really watched it. Right, so right. it's this relationship now with memes and movies where, like, I don't know, it's like the the movie they make the movie. Are you saying yeah, Morbius was good? It just got tanked by the memes. Premature. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> the memes were better he's, than the movie. he's an apologist. He's a, we have a Morbius apologist, a on, Morbius the week, apologist. on the show this wow. week. <laughs> wow. No, Very it's kind of community. It's kind of the same thing with music. Like everything is made with memes in mind. 
at this point. Already prepackaged to be memeable. Right, right. right. So, which yeah. I, 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 whatever. I don't care about that either. Yeah, I just I hate I that, like, shit. that's the only game in town and that mm-hmm. it's, you know, it affects everything else. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, because sometimes it's like, man. I mean, I guess I could do a better job of, like, not being, like, a dope and sitting there and watching, like, a Marvel movie or something, you know? I could read a book or something, but it's like, dude, movies are cool. I just wish they weren't all full of plastic people, you know, with superpowers and shit. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude. Um, well, anyways, going back to what we were talking about earlier, let's let's tie a bow on this thing. Because I, mm. I just want to return to these polls, because, like... Mm-hmm. I, do, I, think, <laughs> I thought that they were kind of amusing. Just the fact that that's what, that's what, you know, that's what the New York Times is going with this mm-hmm. week. Like, there's mass disillusionment in society. Like, there's mass abandonment. Like, a, a big part of that article, New York Times article about how people are sold on uh, America right now, or they're not mm-hmm. sold on it, they're selling on it, mm-hmm. um, is about how they... Uh, you know, they think that the Constitution needs to be reformed. Or, um, I don't know, fellas, let me... Americans' bipartisan cynicism about government signals a striking philosophical shift. Here it is. This is the way they're kind of naturalizing it. For generations, Democrats campaigned on the idea that government was a force for good, while Republicans sought to limit it. Now the polling shows the number of Americans in both parties who believe their government is capable of responding to voters' concerns has shrunk. Mm. Um... So, I don't know. It seems to me that that's not really news, though, I guess, right? People, I mean, I think we probably have intuitively known that for a while, maybe. Well, it's best, it's really best summed up in, uh, I heard somebody say this one time, is we used to have uh, Johnny Cash, uh, Bob Hope, (laughs) and Steve Jobs. Right. Mm-hmm. Now we have <laughs> no cash, no hope, and no, no jobs. jobs. No jobs. I think bad. you're right. That does that does sum it, summarize a very distinct feeling. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, uh, I mean, if we get, I guess I don't know if I'm undoing the bow, but one thing I think is interesting is that um, I saw that. So there's that where people vote on both sides of the aisle are more disillusioned, <clears throat> but I've also seen that um like um record numbers of democrats like registered democrats have switched republican really? and vice versa <clears throat> yeah i've wow. seen that recently and i've even seen something even more recently was kind of terrifying about how many like non-white people um, um identify as democrats and that has been like the lowest that it's been at in like i don't yeah. know like decades you know what i mean so i'm saying like at the one hand you have people who are like the contradiction man you got the disillusionment in in mass but then you also have people that I don't know where they are, maybe in the middling, this middling, you know, that are like hyper politicized, like hyper polarized, you know. So I don't know, man. Yeah. The problem is, is like, <clears throat> I guess that would seem to imply that, like, where do you approach them from? Because it's like not going to be in a campaign because yeah. uh, they're, I guess, demoralized by that. Mm-hmm. Or, you know what I mean? Like, they don't see it as a route for any kind of change or anything I, yeah i don't know uh that's interesting to to hear though i mean i feel like a realignment is occurring for sure yeah, for sure well i mean you know or you could be like uh you could be like the boy chris smalls man you know with the amazon union <clears throat> where he just brought him pizza and weed 
got them to join a union. <laughs> That's honestly <laughs> this, the basics. It's like that scene in Angels in the Outfield. He's like, we need Danny Glover. He's like, we need to go back to fundamentals. And that's why I wanted to have Danny Glover on the show, and I tried really hard to get it. Oh, it, man, I would love that, man. <laughs> so it, it is, it is <laughs> not true awesome. that if you throw up the socialist bat signal that Danny Glover will – if you just give him 48 hours notice, he'll show up. Hey, we, hey Daddy, there's we, a brother on the show now, Daddy. Come on, come on through, Daddy. There's been a demographic <laughs> shift, Danny. There's been a demographic shift for over a year, dog. Come on through. Hell <laughs> Oh shit, man! Oh, oh fuck! All right, boys. Well, let's call this one for this week. Uh, thanks for listening and tuning in. If you'd like to hear more, go to www.patreon.com. P a t r e o n dot com slash Trillbilly Workers Party. And uh, please, God, just want more. <laughs> just you know, just 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 um, <laughs> let's let's uh. We told people last week to start stealing and committing violent crimes. Mm. Um, this week, you could steal a nuke. You could sell it to, like, uh, I don't know who's buying nukes these days. Probably um, <clears throat> they're little rushites. Mental actors. Yeah, <laughs> but the the K Hive is like probably literally buying nu- nukes. Oh no, they you could probably yeah, you could probably sell a couple nukes to the K Hive. So the K Hive with a nuclear weapon would spell the, it, that. Uh, we've talked about what would end it all. That would be yeah. That yeah. would end yeah. <laughs> no. It would it would be it would be nuclear annihilation. That, that's the thing that fear infuriates me. Like. In life, it's like you get kind of ostracized or people look at you funny or treat you weird because you're like, oh, a communist. It's like uh, I'm literally normal. I'm fine. Yeah, like the yeah, people the people who are insane are people like K-Hive people. Like those are yes. irrational actors. Those are people <laughs> yes. who are – they're bad. They're bad hombres. <laughs> <laughs> those are the bad hombres yeah, you're worried about. Yeah. Not you, the worship, bad, you worship a career cop with aphasia. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so, uh, who dated Montel Williams? It's random. Really? Yeah, man, you dated Montel Williams. I didn't know that. Day, dog. That's a hell of random, yo. Whoa! You should get Montel on the show. Let's give him. <laughs> <laughs> Spill it, Montel. Let us know. Let's get her dad on the show, man. Her, her Marxist uh, Jamaican father. Uh, that'd be a nice panel. Her Marxist Jamaican fa- father and Montel. So we could just all talk shit about Come on. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh, shit, man. <laughs> shit. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in this week. Uh, we'll see you next time. Go to the Patreon. Uh, bye-bye. Bye.